welcome back to another episode of Swindlers. I'm Ethan Miller. I'm Josh Gruber. And um, I know on the last episode I announced that we were going to do um, Mr. Bentacourt. But uh, some interesting interesting new developments happened since we recorded last. Oh, yeah. And it was that the uh, Fire Music Festival down in the Bahamas just um, started? It started uh... the right verb. I um, it's for the initiated, I yeah. guess. I don't know uh, how you would put it in rich people terms. It, it had it was it was. So we're gonna talk about that, <laughs> and uh, doing I did a bunch of research. So it started in late two thousand. There was some like internal stuff they talked about doing for a long time, but it really came to a head in late twenty sixteen, when uh, rapper Ja Rule. And an entrepreneurial entrepreneur named uh, Billy McFarland decided they were going to build a music festival on an island for the super rich. And it was going to take t- it was going to take place on two weekends in late April and early May. The cheapest ticket cost around fifteen hundred dollars. It's a it's a single day pass, and that's without like the accommodations. Like you get a tent and like food. Were involved. Yeah, but they made it. They made it sound like super tent and you know super food. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll yeah. get to that. Um, but it, that didn't include like flights and travel costs. So like you know you're talking about flying from. Let's see, what would it cost a flight from here to the Bahamas, from Chicago to Miami, is where the first stop was. So if this was announced in December and we bought tickets in December, we would have like three months or so so today's the second let's see yeah and we were flying from chicago to miami so if you and i were trying to book a round trip flight from here to miami which is then we'd have to book another flight from miami to the to the bahamas the cheapest flight, if we had bought tickets right off the bat, is three hundred bucks. Ugh, it's still too much. Which isn't really that. I mean, a flight. I mean, a flight from here to Miami for three hundred bucks really isn't that bad. Listen, I'm representing the poor man right now. No, nah, I mean, like, really think about that one though. Like, I mean, that's a flight across the country. Okay, from St. Louis to fucking Bahamas, yeah, I guess so. Then again, from St. Louis to like oh, is, anywhere is across the country. <laughs> it's uh, that's uh, Miami too, because so, then you have to book a flip flight from Miami. Oh God, it's so much work. <laughs> right. I need a travel agent for this hypothetical situation. <laughs> right to the Bahamas. So. So you're flying to Nassau, which is probably, which is like the capital city of the Bahamas. I know. I played fucking Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I know what Nassau is. Really? I've been to Nassau. Uh, well, fucking hoity fucking toity. You've also been to Canada. I specifically remember that. You know why? Because I don't have a cottage-shaped container of fucking maple syrup. You this a- motherfucker <laughs> brought have- me back a maple leaf-shaped <laughs> container of maple syrup when I specifically asked for a cottage-shaped container. I wanted the, the spout to be the fucking chimney. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have a, a, a Yeah, it's at, my, mo- it's, it's at it's, my mom's. All right. Yeah. Which is, if it's at your mom's, there's no, no risk of it being thrown away. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's funny. 
So, if you spent $1,000 on a day pass, you would also then have to book $500 worth of flights. So you spend 50, yeah, it was 1500 bucks. You spend 1500 bucks on a day pass to go to this festival in the Bahamas. You then have to spend 500, $550 on flights to get there. Yeah, like, like, like pond hopper jumps? Pretty, I mean, you would fly from, I mean, the assumption was that I would fly from, that we would fly from Chicago, which is the closest hub city to St. Louis. Right. Which, if you are ever planning on flying somewhere, I highly suggest driving up here or catching the train up here and flying from there. It'll save you like two hundred bucks. Easy. It depends on how I'm, how I'm getting there. If I Uber all the way to Chicago, I think it's gonna fucking cost like more than I'm uh, saving. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, but I because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to drive my car. That's well, a lot of wear and tear on my car. <laughs> We'll book a $50 Amtrak ticket. You've done it before. No, I took Megabus last time, which, granted, was probably cheaper than the Amtrak, and it shows. <laughs> Either way. I'm so, just saying, I thought the top of a double-decker bus was going to be real fun, and I was real wrong. Well, <laughs> when I'm surrounded by children in the middle of the night, they stop you once for a smoke break, that's it. And a dude got thrown off because he was keeping his dogs in the bathroom. And they didn't have papers for him. Didn't you, um, it was a funny trip. Tri- <laughs> didn't you tell the story on one of the other like last couple of podcasts we've done? I don't know. I just I, I'm, I'm pretty life, sure you did. life just keeps bringing me back to it, you know. <laughs> Either way. Anyway, keep going. You're looking at at least two thousand dollars to go to one day of this festival, right? Okay. The like three day tickets cost around twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Right. So that's or like for the like you go in for all of it, and then the VIP packages topped over a hundred thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I mean, this was this was specifically built as a like as a like music festival for like rich people. Right. Right. So then they booked a remote island in the Bahamas where they essentially needed to build the infrastructure from the ground up. But we'll get into what they did later. <laughs> they pitched to inventor, uh, investors looking for around $25 million for setup, setup costs. And they used a series of about 400 social media influencers. I use that in quotes. To advertise the thing. And they called them fire starters. <laughs> <laughs> with a Y, yeah, yep. like like the festival's named, right? And they, there was like a list of them, and the only one that I knew anything anything about was Kendall Jenner, and I don't uh, even, I don't uh, even know I, what she does. Yeah, I'm, like I'm pretty I'm pretty um, I don't know what the the Kardashian family does. You know, like you're not alone. Yeah, like, what do they contribute exactly? But when you're looking at, like, a series of online, like, like the, I, I feel like I didn't even, like, know this was happening until last weekend. And I feel like the reason why I didn't is because, I'm like, I'm fairly plugged into, like, the, the like, internet world and, like, what. Well, yeah, you're a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> but, like. I mean. But, like, you know, like, internet personalities and all that kind of things aren't, like, lost on me. Okay. You know well, what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not the most plugged in. 
but I'm not like somebody who like, yeah, whatever. But I like, no, I, I, I feel you. But like, if you're looking at a list of 400 online influencers, which I used in quotes again, um, you'd think I would know more than one of them. Okay, we'll go just go through like like the top ten on oh, there. I have to relook that up because I only wrote down one. <laughs> <laughs> Fire Squad. Oh man. Fire Stars. Okay. Uh Bella Hetty, Nick Bateman. I guess Haley Baldwin is like probably one of the Baldwin's daughters. Yeah, I don't know any of these so far. Right. I Kendall Jenner. Um, those are the only ones I've really found like listed. <laughs> like, no, I looked at a list of all four hundred of them, but I'm not gonna sit and fucking read all four hundred of them. <sighs> Either way, go. Yeah, moving on. Oh no. But they rolled out they rolled out a bunch of uh posts, like paid posts, where they like got them to tweet about the fire festival. And within forty eight hours they had over three hundred million and I quote social impressions, which I'm what likes, favorites, retweets, right. um, shares, all that kind of stuff. And, like, how many things do you just kind of casually look at and like and keep moving? That was one of the big things these articles brought up. But then, like, the other side of it, too, is there's an entire thing about how the FTC, like, regulates these influencers. And they, like, are supposed to disclose they were paid for stuff. But these they got around it in a weird way. And it's a really boring, non-relevant piece of the story. <laughs> but by December... Fashionista magazine had called it the biggest fear of missing out and in inducing event of 2017. Oh. Yeah, okay, keep going with that. And they just kind of showed all these photos and were talking about how these models were arriving by private private plane to lounge on the beach and listen to this, listen to A-list fucking music. Because it, it would, okay, yeah, just to keep everybody caught up because I have treated my glaucoma. Fucking, it is a music festival. Or yes. at least it's advertised as a music festival. Yes. Like a high-end, hoity-toity yes. music right. festival. Okay. So, they, so they they were bragging that like when you get down there, um, there would be a series of A-listers there. Uh, there would be um, a five-star chef, spa treatments. They would book you in these, like, what do they call them? I have them in my notes. Gazebos. They call them something specific. Well, I call them gazebos. 
But that would be, that would also, I mean, I I was going to say that would be the wrong term, but then I realized that, like, the term they used was also the wrong term. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did they call them? Where is it? Because I wrote this one like a script, so I've got, you asked me a question, now I'm jumping ahead. Okay, either way, let's just go through it like the script. Getting to the island, the founders realized that there would be that they would have to build the entire infrastructure from the ground up. So, mind you, this is this is like December of 2016, mm-hmm. and this festival is supposed to happen was supposed to have happened last weekend and this weekend at time of recording. So, like last the last weekend of April, the first weekend in May, which yeah, actually t- time of recording is May second because this is also an ongoing story. <laughs> How long does does do, does it take to get you know the world's like most expensive fucking music festival kicking? Well, the other side of it too is like, how much time does it take to like run a sewer system through an island? That's a good point. Like that's those are the bigger questions. Like so, they like went in and they claimed that they built a sewer system, garbage disposal and an and like emergency medical uh, like an emergency medical system. Um, in five in this, months. Right. 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 <laughs> While they were claiming that they had it built bef- before the whatever. So they, roughly they were, four months. They were claiming that they had built it bef- in like in December when they like oh, announced okay. it. Um and then they began negotiating a series of four flights a day from Miami to this island off in the Bahamas to an airport that they also built <laughs> <laughs> and started selling tickets. Yeah, they claim the accommodations were luxury tents for the low end uh, low end tickets and oh that there it is. Eco-friendly biodomes for the VIP packages. Five star chefs, uh, spa treatments for the festival goers. The idea of the festival is super, super appealing. I mean like it's a festival in paradise where you're getting nothing but five star meals and laying on like laying on the beach listening to a list music acts and like this is kind of one of those things that only really normally happens for like ultra rich people. So like in all fairness, it would sound appealing. Like take a vacation. Everybody works hard for their money. Like fly down. Why not? You know what I mean. Uh, yeah, just I don't know. When I think music festival, I think of the grungiest fucking conditions. And I'm also okay. Am I thinking of music festival, or am I thinking of, like Burning Man? Because I might be thinking of like drug they're, festivals. They're really not that far from each other. Like, yeah, I've done some like multi day fest stuff, and like, I'm not. I mean, I'm gonna be 27 next week, and I'm like not that. Like, so I'm not that old. <laughs> But I'm already like at a phase in my life where I am so far done, so far oh, done yeah, dude. with the idea of doing like multi-day music festivals. Like, dude, I don't even like doing multi-hour things anymore. I'm so young, old. I'm fucking 28. I don't want to fucking do anything. The idea of going to a bar fucking scares me because God, I'm gonna be tired real quick of everybody's bullshit. <laughs> But like, you know, but at the same time, like, if you think like this, this was marketed as the festival that wasn't that multi-day grungy festival. Like, it was supposed right. to be like you were you got to shower every night and you were pampered and you could go get a back massage and then go hang out and watch some music and then go get some really nice food. 
It just it seems like a great. It, they marketed it as something that sounded like a really great vacation. <laughs> Fucking Kurt Cobain will come back from the dead, play a tune while Dave Grohl rubs your feet. <laughs> I'd go for that. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, Josh would be done. So, that's why. They, that's why they had to do it on that island because that's where the res, that's where the fucking Lazarus pit was. <laughs> Sewer system, my ass. They were digging for green gold. <laughs> As portrayed by the Batman animated series. So they, yeah, when they when they announced this in all of the social media, the three hundred million or four hundred million social, what would they call them? Social. Oh, social impressions, that's what it was. <clears throat> Meant that the like the the single day tickets and the weekend tickets sold really, really well, and even like the VIP tickets sold really, really well. And they had confirmed like multiple brand sponsorships. Like uh Snapchat was doing it, they neg- were in the process of negotiating with like Samsung, um what's the name of um George Clooney's tequila? George Clooney has a tequila? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, dude, I don't drink anymore. But this is, he's had it for a while. Okay, well, I also don't George keep up with George Clooney fucking Curtis. Tequila. Because <laughs> I'm never like, what's George Clooney doing right now? You know? I just assume he's single, playing basketball, and fucking hanging out with, like, the president. Granted, I'm getting a lot of my information on, like, what he was doing in the 90s. So. <laughs> Casamigos tequila is George Clooney's tequila. Okay. Yeah. So like, is it a is it a white or a gold tequila? It's both. It's all. It's it's both. It's it's a, it's a fucking it's a light gold tequila. It's a brand. Like, no, I understand that, but like, looking at it, is it gold or is it white? Is there mezcal in it? They they make a mezcal, they make a tequila, and they make a reposado. Tequila oh, he as well. does. He does. Oh, I thought it was like one. I found this type of tequila, and I loved it so much, I made a brand out of it. Fuck the other ones. Kind of. He went to a specific place in Mexico and really loved the tequila and, like, gave them enough money, like, invested in them enough to be able to import it to the United States. Was it while he was doing uh, Dust Till Dawn? (laughs) Was he down there, headed towards El Rey? As one of the Gecko brothers, having just killed his own brother after turning into a vampire, was fucking Cheech Marin the goddamn bartender that gave him the drink? <laughs> uh, and then turn around and also the man he invested that body into, because God knows he plays like fifty characters. Now I'm trying to. I'm, now I'm going to find out how long he's owned it. <laughs> <laughs> I also love how the website literally just like pops up and it was like, are you 21 plus years old? Yes or no? Like, what happens if I hit no? Um, I don't know. You fucking, you stay in the Matrix, motherfucker. Oh, it sends me to responsibility.org. <laughs> About well, alcoholism. A... But I can literally hit back and then hit yes. <laughs> the future is now. I've had it. It's really good. It's really good tequila, actually. Well, tequila. It doesn't say. Tequila guy. It doesn't say. It doesn't say how long it is. So they don't make a... They don't make a... um, Rascal. 
they make a Anejo, Reposado, and Blanco. Okay, alright. So, like, Reposado is, like, like, like that gold color, and then mm-hmm. Anejo is, like, closer to the color of whiskey. Or was it because they don't have Mezcal, which is how they made tequila? Mezcal? I don't remember. Okay, so, all tequilas are... T- all tequilas are technically mezcals, and but not all mezcals are tequila. Right. Mezcal has a really f- like smoky flavor to it. Oh, I just I just remember watching an episode of Good Eats with Alton Brown where he went through all the tequilas and how it was made and found it and all that jazz. I right. think it was something about margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. But anytime you watch any of those, like. So Bill Nye has a show. I think I feel like we should give Alton Brown back a show, and then oh, that's should... right. I heard about Bill Nye's new show. I heard oh, it wasn't all that great though. Oh, see, I liked it. So, I don't know. I I think the one review I read for it was it's like Tumblr got its own show. So that's when I was like, ugh, well, it's like Tumblr got its own show. If anybody fact checked anything was put on Tumblr, I mean that's true. Yeah. Oh. And Tom Faison's in it. Who? Oh, fucking Turk? Yeah. Turk? <laughs> yeah, he does he does that. <laughs> he does he does coal walking with Bill Nye. Or Ember That's like whatever it is, like uh Ember walking or whatever. Either way. Whoever who cares how long George Clooney's owned his tequila or how good Bill Nye's t- Bill Nye's T V show is. When people like arrived at the festival and Obviously, there was a bunch of people live streaming their event because right. it, because it was the biggest fear of missing out inducing event of 2017, according to Fashionista magazine. They were live streaming when they showed up. They showed up to an unfinished campsite, and very quickly the FCC like grounds all of the flights out of Miami, citing that the island was over capacity. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Blink-182 pulled out within hours of the festivals, uh, saying that they couldn't perform to the, and I quote, quality they always give their fans. Unquote. They put on good shows. I'm sure. Well, they they did, anyway. I don't know about how, when they got back together. Oh, but... like, and I'm sure they do, and like, and but I'm, I'm using, like, that's a direct quote from Blink-182 on, like, why they pulled out from the fire. Right. So they didn't, they also weren't, like... Pointing fingers and being like, because it's fucked up. <laughs> we couldn't perform to the quality that we always give our fans. Um, people who got into the island were tw- uh, tweeting about how the conditions were unstable. The distribution of luggage was literally, they would pull up with a... Because you couldn't like just wait in the airport and pick up your luggage like you'd normally do in an airport. Uh-huh. They um, would bring... They were supposed to like bring them to the campsite to you. So like they would know where you were staying. You'd be you know, lounging, whatever, mm-hmm. and you would, like, come home and your your uh, luggage would be there. But instead, they um, just bust them up in shipping containers and opened the back and left. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even put lights in the shipping containers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's starting that... to sound like, like the Trailer Park Boys made a music fest <laughs> like I, kind of yeah and um when people got there they realized very quickly that the luxury tents that they were given 
We're we're repurposed FEMA tents. <laughs> <laughs> and like you look at them and it's like these even the was it what did I say? Bio bio friendly eco domes were like these things that FEMA had put together. <laughs> um within hours every promise that was given had fallen short, and within hours every one of the um musical acts had cancelled. There was no organization, and there was no villa for the VIPs. Um, late, oh, and there was no organization to it whatsoever. So it wasn't like, hey, you know, when you get there, here's your tent, uh, anything like that. So people were just kind of like wandering around, not sure what to do. When um, McFarlane showed up and got on stage and told everyone to grab a tent, but they need to lay claim to a tent because, like, just like yeah go 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 grab one like it doesn't matter where but you're gonna be here for a little while like laid claim to a tent like they didn't have enough tents yeah like they had to fight for a fucking tent so they had to fight for a tent there's no running water they um yeah there was no villa for the vips all the musical guests had canceled and then after that, they brought a local band up to start playing, and then they, uh, the local band stopped in the middle of their set and said that the festival had been postponed, citing <laughs> that, and then this is on Fire's website, due to circumstances outside of our control, the physical infrastructure was not in place on time, and, and we were un- unable to fulfill the v- vision, and sa- vision and safety, oh, the vision safe- safely and enjoyably for our guests. Yeah, they started feeding people. Um, did you see the photo of it, what was it like a sandwich and a cookie or some shit like that? It was you know it was like two pieces of bread with a piece of cheese on it and like a handful of lettuce. Yeah, that's like worse than prison meals, man. It's yeah, pretty much. And like every like um, eyewitness piece I'd seen just kind of referred to it as like camp food, and that even the camp food was. Like, the camp food and the drinkable water was, like, super scarce. So, like, people were, like, having a hard time, like, finding food and water and a place to stay. Um, And at the time of recording, they have canceled the festival. um, There is a $100 million class action lawsuit being levied against um, Ja Rule and Fire as a company. Because of the sometimes physical roadblocks. Because, oh yeah, also 150 people were stranded on the island when they started shipping people out. They just got backed up at the airport and were like, you 150 people? Yeah, you're stuck here. That's insane. What if... What if... Now, what if Ja Rule was like, I really like them Hunger Games movies, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's like... But I'm broke at the same time. So what if we set up an island where we get all these rich motherfuckers, and we get them on an island, and we get some like Hunger Games, uh, fucking what was the what was the Japanese Hunger Games? Battle uh, Royale. Battle, Battle Royale. Lord of the Flies. Going. Yeah, it's like. Instead of like, what if, like, what if we're only getting what they want us to know, right? Like, even though the conditions are bad, 
they're like, oh, we're canceling it. Everything's everything's going to be okay. But that's what they want us to think because really everybody who got locked in a, on the fucking island and, and like have found a bio tent, the only reason they're so lucky they found a bio tent was because there's like a weapon in there, right? <laughs> like a buzzsaw baseball bat or some shit like is it, that. Is it like Battle Royale where the weapons are all at random too? Like you could get a yeah. machine gun, but you might also just get like a Japanese fan. Yeah, the only fucking I want, it's it's Bio Thunderdome maybe. <laughs> Thunderdome, Thunderdome, dude. I'm telling you, I think Ja Rule is actually fucking smarter than we think he is. Hashtag Eat the Rich. Right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a reverse Hunger Games, where like in Hunger Games, like all of the rich people were fine, but they drew like a lottery for all of the poor people and made them fight each other, or like. The 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 uh, was it the purge was all built around the uh, around the idea of like getting rid of homeless people by making making it legal to <laughs> to kill anyone so people were, yeah yeah it's the homeless people get killed so instead Ja Rule is like like a Robin Hood he's just like oh man if he like just donates all this money to <laughs> to like I don't know the poor in the Bernie Sanders campaign. <laughs> What if Ja Rule is the biggest Bernie bro that we've never heard of? Because he's smart. He plays in the background, man. Dude, I'm looking at these Firefest tweets right now. Yeah. And you want to just read a couple of them verbatim? Yeah, okay. I got one is uh, Firefest is Banksy's oddest exhibit yet, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good one. Uh, don't let Firefest don't let Firefest distract you from the real goal. Eat the rich. Right. Uh, ch- 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 where's another good one? People are already ready to see the documentary that is Firefest. Um, which is ahead of the curb. We're just, talking yeah, about it. We're just talking about it right now. Special edition Firefest Survivor's Tea says, I survived Firefest only $4,000 each. <laughs> Yep. For Halloween, I'm going as a sexy Firefest cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the lesson we should all take from Firefest, it's surprisingly easy to lure a bunch of rich people to a secluded location with no escape plan. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to go eat a cheese sandwich in my backyard and pretend to pay 12 k in it for honor. 12k for it in honor to show the solidarity with the Firefest victims. The only one, other, be, the only if other I drop 12k saw. on a music fest, I better see Prince and Bowie arrive from the grave and do a set. Um, the Daily Show's bit about it was fucking great. Yeah, what they were talking about. Um, okay, there you go. I got one more. I can't believe. I can't really believe rich young adults paid 12k to go LARP Far Cry 3. <laughs> uh, 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 first, <laughs> first, uh, God damn it! why am I losing his name? Not John Oliver. Not um, Daily Show. Josh Stewart? No, it's the new um, guy. Trevor Noah. Okay. Who's the new Daily Show host and has been for like a year and a half? Um, was just like, first off, 
That's why everybody's got to have a black friend. <laughs> because if you, because if you were telling your black friend that you were going to a Ja Rule Run festival, they would be like, come on, man. We haven't heard from Ja Rule in about 12 years. Maybe you should look into this a little bit further. Um, and then he also said that it's it's an elaborate plan to get people like uh, <laughs> to get to get people cared about the the immigrant crisis. Huh. <laughs> Where he's like, "Yeah, we should save the immigrants." Remember that time when, when they're uh, refugees? That's what it was to get people like thinking about refugees. He's like, "Cause we'll be like, yeah, we should totally help out those refugees." Remember that time we were refugees? <laughs> I keep looking at these fucking Firefest tweets and they're good, man. Yeah. Because uh. it was a fucking meltdown. Oh, and while this was happening, Joe Rule was actually supposed to like do like a pop-up DJ set in Chicago this last weekend. Yeah. And he showed up and he walked up to a VIP table and he got really drunk. And he never went on stage and he didn't do what he did, said he was supposed to do. And he just like ran away with his money. <laughs> Dude, Ja Rule is a fucking gangster, man. Like, as I was looking this up, I also found out. Did you know, DMX just checked himself into rehab. Really? Because yeah, you can only Google uh, Ja Rule at news so many times before <laughs> before they start talking about DMX. <laughs> but yeah, despite all this, um, the fire company has is offering a refund, but also trying to. Uh, patch things up by going uh, you can either take the refund or let's say you and I bought two $1,500 tickets. We spent $3,000. Okay. Like, or you can get four VIP tickets to the 2018 Fire <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. After seeing the 2017 Fire Festival, I kind of want to see how the 2018 goes down. <laughs> Like I'm actually kind of excited for this now. <laughs> so I'm also like maybe, the... maybe next year they'll have the the wise idea to broadcast this fucking Hunger Games. <laughs> this Hunger Games scenario, yeah, this dystopian future. Yeah, but like, can you imagine if if you and I had had, had saved up and we had bought just like you know just like scrape together and be like you know what this is gonna be awesome we're gonna go see a bunch of bands like a bunch of celebrities gonna be walking around it's a small island we're gonna go get like some massages five-star dinners like hang out it's gonna be cool and then we like get there and it's this like refugee state like fema shows up to help out and we're like all pissed off and like we want our money back and they're like yeah you can have your money back or <laughs> we give you VIP tickets for next year, and you're like, "What? Like, what is what is the VIP status? Did they have like running water and like <laughs> confirmed food for all five days they were here?" Well, no, it's BYOB. You gotta you gotta bring your own shit, but we'll give you a toothbrush. <laughs> right. And this which, time, which we'll also have turns into a to a stiletto knife. Wink, <laughs> wink, nudge, nudge, just in case. <laughs> and this time, we'll have enough tents for everybody, <laughs> provided you bring your own tent. <laughs> 
so, so like while this doesn't like particularly fit into like the perfect like condensed piece of like a story that we would normally tell on this on the show and it is really oh like, dude these people got swindled hard man right like people like this was this was like one of the most ballsy like public transparent pieces of like like of just like blatant robbery we've seen in a long time and and this is also like this is like a this is like it was the worst idea oh yeah it's like like, you and i had this idea (laughs) we thought it it could work and then we stopped building keystone mountain moved out of that shithole apartment and realized that this was an awful idea yeah but like let's be real at least we built keystone mountain Yeah, the difference between between our our accomplishments and job rules at this point is at least we built something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't give out false promises. We just said one day there will be a Keystone Mountain, and one day there was. <laughs> oh man, I wish we had a photo of Keystone Mountain. Uh, that was like before taking pictures of absolutely everything was amazing. Because we had flip phones. I had, No, I take it back. I had a flip phone. I think you had an iPhone. Then fuck I you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had this iPhone. <laughs> the one that's really? still sitting here, yeah. Damn. You're a better man than I. I, I uh, my contact out. Okay, go ahead. I use this for music at work. <laughs> oh, that's fair. But, yeah. So, I'm also, like, I, I was, like, pondering this one earlier, right? So they're offering everybody, like, two VIP tickets for every ticket that they bought, right? Right. Or just their money back. So, best case scenario on their end is that everybody takes the two VIP tickets for next year, and they don't have to give any money out, and they can use that money to actually, like, I don't know, put some security and medical systems and water and food on the island. Right. But then they have twice as many people to entertain the next year. They sold (laughs) 40,000 tickets. They sold 40,000 tickets. And then next year they're like, how do we get this many people? (laughs) Right. Next year, so if if everyone takes this, that is 80,000 VIPs next year. Right. And you know, well, I mean, at that point, that there's starts, just there's 80,000 like... people because nobody's going to be a VIP. <laughs> if, if everybody's a VIP, no one's a VIP. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, that's, that's like the town we went to high school in. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The, the 40,000 people is. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, let's look, let's look up. I'll let, I'll let you research for something for once. Illinois, um, oh, that's not where you put the comma. Illinois um, population, population twenty seventeen, please. The closest one will probably be twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, population demographics. Okay, you don't have to tell me who's white or otherwise. I just want to know how many people. Total population, oh god, not even, um, 9,811. So this festival already was four times bigger than the time we went to high school in. Yes. 
four times. So this would be eight times bigger than the, like if every single ticket holder became a VIP. Right. And, and you know they'll sell some like ultra like this time next year or a little before this time next year, like next February, you're gonna get an email from them and be like, So you took our VIP tickets for an extra fifty thousand dollars, you can get the ultra VIP experience. <laughs> I can't even imagine fucking the ultra VIP experience is that you don't have to go. (laughs) (laughs) They just send you a DVD. Right. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's good. But all while this is happening, so like, and they're offering this after they've canceled the festival, and like, there's a hundred million dollar class action lawsuit that they already have a hundred, hundred and fifty people signed up for. Do you know what a class action lawsuit is, Josh? Yeah, it's when a bunch of people sues one person. <laughs> more, yeah, more or less. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about... I mean, but then also think about this one, too. If you were one of those guys, like... If you and I bought a $1,500, we spent two $2,000 on, like, a flight and everything. Like, every just got down there and bought one ticket, right? Right. And we joined this $100 million class action lawsuit. That's, like three quarters of a million dollars we could potentially get. Oh, I think we'd still be on the island because at that point the hysteria would have taken over and we would have had to fucking run shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we would have had to Lord of the Flies that shit and but drop then... a boulder on some fat kid's head and then fucking <laughs> and then own that island. <laughs> that's that's how we own the island. <laughs> Just like, yeah. hey, piggy! And we throw <laughs> a rock at him. Yeah, and that's how it starts. But then, you know, because first we have to we have to form alliances <laughs> with all the strongest on the island. I was going to say with Ja Rule. Dude, Ja Rule apparently is a smart motherfucker. Let me tell you, I got a new respect for him. <laughs> is this, yeah, this is what you, this is, uh, this is what gains Josh's respect at this point? Dude, if you can swindle the rich in such a spectacular way and then fuck them over... <laughs> So, like... Because here's the other side of this one, too. Like, if you're going to, like, do some, like, corporate thing and really, like, screw a group of people over, rich white people is the worst choice. They got rich and white. Well, they got rich. (laughs) I assume they were already white. (laughs) By, like... Like, they got rich and white by, like, knowing where their money's going. Right. Like, they're not, you know, like, they're not they're not the people who are going to, like, just sit by and be like, well, that's $12,000 down the drain. It's not the fucking 2008 housing bubble. <laughs> well, what if this was taking place in the 1920s, though? <laughs> As these stories tend to do. Here on Swindlers. (laughs) You assume every one of these stories takes place in the 20s. So far, 33% of the people we've talked about has taken place in the 1920s. And even if we we had done the episode that I was initially announced we were going to do, that would have taken place in the 1990s, early 2000s, too. Yeah, but not in my head. Because we would have been, it would have been a silent movie in my head, and you were the narration. So, so you, you're gonna, in your head, rapper, rapper and entrepreneur Ja Rule 
<laughs> for the last 90 years has been in a position to be able to uh, use Twitter followers to influence sales for a music festival. I'm saying Twitter's a bird. They used pigeons back then. <laughs> it kind of all makes sense when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Falling into place, you know what I'm saying? So, I also was laughing. I've been listening to The Dollop lately. And I, and I was talking, and I, like they were talking about how, like, one of them does, it's essentially the same setup as this. We just kind of, like, refine what they do a little bit more. Which is funny, because when we came up with the idea for this, I had not listened to The Dollop at all. I don't even know what The Dollop is. I just it's, pretended I knew. It's, a, it's another podcast. It's actually a super interesting, really fun podcast. It's, yeah. But it's essentially what we're doing here. But they, right. do it, they do it in a more general way with just kind of any piece of history. One of them researches it, and then they sit and they talk about it. And, the, and he never tells the other what, like, what they're going to be doing before the show, right? Right. And the, other, the other guy just hangs out and smokes and blazes up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this one cracks me up because I realized that even if... Because I was like, oh, maybe we should go to that, that, that setup. Maybe I shouldn't tell you what we're doing before we do it. That'd be and cool. I, but, or not. I don't know. what Finish your sentence. <laughs> well, then, then I realized that it, it doesn't really matter. Because no, it doesn't. I, I know you. And even if I tell you what we're going to do, you're not going to be like, ooh, I'm going to look up this guy and read a brief article and then have some snappy retorts on what he is. No, I, I, I'll do what I always do is I have the laptop open. I got Twitter and Imgur open and it's like, whatever we're about to look up, I do a quick look through, see if there's any funny pictures and then keep going. <laughs> so this one was just like a fucking like gold mine for you. In your oh, yeah, dude, because it's fucking everywhere all over the tweets. Yeah, I mean, because it was supposed to be last weekend and this weekend. And, and so people many should, and, funny anger pictures on there. Right, and people just showed up and found out that they like had been conned out of a bunch of money. Oh, the last bit of the last piece of information I have to tell you is that um, currently there are rumors floating around that the permits that were required to put on this festival, yeah, are in the process of being revoked. So even if they get everyone who bought tickets to sign up to get twice as many fucking VIP tickets the next year, they might get shut down in general. That sucks, because I want to know what happens next year. <laughs> Should we start a change.org? Like... I just want to see see how fucking worse it gets. I want to see if I like. I honestly want to see if people just keep going and keep believing it's going to get better. You know, because there's got to be people out there. Who's I'm, I'm like, going to oh, see if no, there's. I'm going to see if there's, there's any. Uh... So I'm like now I'm looking on change.org, and the uh, number one festival is to lift the travel ban on on refugees from the fire festival. Jesus. <laughs> And it's also specifically written to um, a petition to Donald Trump, Donald Trump, comma, Ivanka's husband. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a video on Imgur. It says VIP treatment at Fire Festival. And then it's just that Asian dude getting dragged off that airplane (laughs) the other week. But yes. So there's a, a very distinct chance that the fire Festival won't happen next year, and also a very, very, very 
good chance that um, Ja Rule and the Fire Company are potentially out of a hundred million dollars. Oh man, I hope they're not. I really want to. I really, really want this to happen again next year. <laughs> I haven't seen Josh this excited about something in a long time. Like uh, the fact that so many people thought this was going to be great and it's so so shitty and people are fucking i don't know i just love when rich people get fucked over you know i don't it's maybe i'm a swindler and i just don't know it. i think i think deep down inside josh i think both of us are because <laughs> i read these stories and i'm like oh it's genius i also found out the other day that and i did i just rewatched it last night too the plot line of Die Hard with a Vengeance, Die Hard 3. Yeah. Changed the security protocols at the um, New York, like, at, like, the fucking Federal Reserves. Really? Yeah, like, they came in and they were like, yeah, that's actually, like, you could do that. (laughs) If you were really trying, you could actually do it the way they did it in this movie. Of course you could do it. Look, this documentary proves that somebody (laughs) already tried. (laughs) Die Hard with a Vengeance, my favorite documentary. (laughs) Uh, I love oh God, I love Die Hard. I love Die Hard we were, one and three. We were, we were watching. I forgot what we were watching last night, but um, Cassandra got all excited because somebody on the TV said the name Cassandra, and she's like, "Oh, they said my name." I'm like, "Dude, I I've, I've watched Die Hard, man. Like, they, nobody said your last name." Bitch. And I'm like, we, "I'm like, I guess you got Winnie the Pooh because her last name is Sanders." <laughs> That's about it. And I don't KFC. Oh, and yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, she said something funny about Colonel Sanders, and I don't remember what it was because I was inebriated. <clears throat> anyway, I like I like how you outed yourself by earlier being like, I don't drink, and now you're like, I was really inebriated. Yeah, with fucking herbal supplements, <laughs> glaucoma treatments. Yeah, man. It, Throws me off if I overdose. <laughs> well, either way, uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. I am Ethan Miller. I'm Josh Gruber. And you've just been swindled. I forgot to quote it. Ja Rule just been swindled. Ja Rule just been Do you think swindled. someone, like, if, if you found Ja Rule in prison, would you just, like, bark sing at him all, all the time? I think that was DMX. Both of them did. <laughs> oh. Well, I know DMX's body will work a little bit better than Ja Rule's. So. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's the other side of this one, too. Like, if somebody looked at me and they were like, hey, do you want to go to Ja Rule's festival? I'd be like, no. But if you were like, hey, do you want to go to DMX's festival? I'd be like, that shit is going to beat the shit. <laughs> I 100%. It's just people doing wheelies. <laughs> like, someone having a dog fight. <laughs> and, and, like, what was, it's like, usually, like, it's like girls in a kiddie pool getting like soaked down. What's another staple of a DMX of the DMX uh, music video? I don't know. I didn't watch DMX videos, but we're talking about rap videos. Wasn't it? Weren't we making fun of rap videos a while back when we were just talking about spinning rims, like a car full of spinning or like a room full of spinning rims and money? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That was the that was the 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 time that we were. Shooting a rap video. Let's just call it what it is. Shooting a rap video. (laughs) And then we were were joking about how we needed, yeah, motorcycles, rims, a bunch of girls, and some money. And we we got kind of drunk and told 
the guys that we were shooting for that, and they were like, yeah, dude, that'd be dope. Could you put that together? And we're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sorry. I have like $30 in my pocket. That's about <laughs> the most money I can put together right now. <clears throat> but listen to the other shows on the network. I do a, a podcast with our friend Keith called In a World Every Week. The last episode we just did was that went up today on the day of recording is Demolition Man, which Josh, you should listen to. Oh, yeah. Because Keith put the, like, I fucking love Demolition Man, first off. I do like that Demolition Man. And Keith put the, um, the, like, you know, the little, like, horn noise that comes on every time somebody swears in the movie with the yeah. fine. Every time yeah. we swear in the show, that horn comes <laughs> up in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was a lot of work. I didn't realize we swore this, swear this much. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we are, I also do another show called Teasers with our friend Corey and, and Keith. Where we talk about movie trailers that are coming up. Um, we've been sitting on one for quite a while. Um, we're having some technical difficulties. We are moving to a once-monthly version of that show instead of a bi-weekly. But yeah, cool. And I just I just do wrestling tweets. <laughs> just do wrestling tweets. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting a comedy writing and stand up class like Sunday. You're starting a class like you're gonna be leading the class. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to look so amazed. <laughs> no, I'm going to go take one. Okay, that makes. So hopefully Sense. within the next like six months you start having actual like things to be like, hey, come watch me do this. Well, yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> um, so I'm uh, I'm Josh or er, I'm Josh Gruber. So so from Swindlers, I'm Ethan Miller. I'm Josh Gruber, and w- you've just been swindled. Don't got swindled. Ja Rule just got swindled. <laughs> oh. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> I just spiked uh, the fuck out of my audio. Have fun with that one. Uh,